Welcome back. I think this one's going to be a short one. It's the shortest of a FYF. Forge Maybe the sweetest. Too. Maybe the sweetest Book club podcast. Straight to the point. Um, yeah, but this one is by Seth Godin. It's called The Dip. Uh, I picked it up. Uh, I, I don't know. I think about a month ago, um, and then I shared it with the guys, and they got into it. And I think within a week, they were able to read it. Like I said, we were, it's short. But they were able to read it, and now we're doing it, and we're making it happen. That's right, man. No, I I, I remember when uh, we were trying to schedule the next podcast, and I saw. Uh, you posted on your story. I'm like, that's the one. And it just came to me, and I'm like, okay. Because <clears throat> I think the cool thing about the dip uh, is that everyone can talk about it, right? And everyone can relate because everyone's tried things. I mean, most people have tried things, and most people want to try things, but they're afraid, or or they hit the dip and they leave. So, um, yeah, the kind of the preface here is the book can. The book in three sentences are the is this. I think one of us should take turns reading each one. Let's do that. I'll start with the first one. Winners quit the right stuff at the right time. People settle for good enough instead of best in the world. And last but not least, being well-rounded is not the secret to success. Those are some hitters, guys. That's it. Boom. That's um, it, right? We're done. <laughs> right? Let's just, just walk out. <laughs> Episode is done. Um, but no, and, and, and we talked about on the last book, man, it's these, these principles, these themes, these, these ideas are recycled and recycled and recycled. The first one, winners quit at the right time. The right stuff at the right time is essentialism. Exactly. Exactly. I knew I knew that was going to come up. Yes. I mean, bro, the, the bat bell is essentialism. Just you need to discern what's essential and not essential. And and quitting might be the essential thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it, it takes reflection. It takes context. It takes uh, awareness. It takes, um, you know, trial and error, really, <clears throat> to be able to know when to stick and when to quit, you know. Uh, and in seeing it, right, everything that <coughs> really the book talks about is uh, centered around the graph. Um, and if you can just imagine in your mind, as, as I think you have the, you know, the y-axis, the x-axis, right? You have an L, Cartesian plane. When people start the project, it's, a, it's upwards, man. Emotions high. People love it. They're like, we're bought in. This is what we need to do. Let's get it done. And XRP that, is going to go to the moon. That's right. Sorry. XRP to the moon, Bitcoin to the moon, NFTs to the moon. Anyway, <clears throat> so things rise, 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 right? Emotions and morale is good. And then eventually what, every, what, what c- comes to happen is that reality sits in on the depth of the commitment or the project that you're in, right? And it sneaks up on you um, because you either, A, were naive going into it and you said yes, or you knew what you're getting into and you're dealing with it anyway, which is pretty much what it comes down to for the experience, you know, people that go into things. And then that dip happens. And then when that dip happens is when the help goes away. Emotions are, you know, not as high as when they started. And you really have spent a good amount of time in the problem, right? Or in the the things that happen as they happen. And being able to spot, okay, what is the core, um, you know, the root cause, like from principles, the root cause for these problems and the proximal causes for that problem. And then once you, in your mind, map out what it is that you're doing, do you continue? 
pretty much. It, it's in everything that you do and anything that you want to do. There's a dip in everything. In it. And I think at that point, once you recognize that you are in that dip, asking asking yourself, do, do, do I continue? Can I continue? You know, if I continue, am I willing to go all in? Am I willing to full send it? Because there is no half sense. No, there's the no dip. send. There's no pending. There's it's no all pending. sending, guys. Yep. It's all sending. Um, so I think a further breakdown of the book in three sentences is the big five ideas. Um, and we'll get into the first one with that. It is to be a superstar, you must do something exceptional, not just survive the dip, but use the dip as an opportunity to create something so extraordinary that people can't help but talk about it, recommend it. And yes, choose it. That's right, man. It's all about choice. It's all about discerning. It's all about your decisions, right? Uh, <clears throat> saying that, man, uh, one of the things that I got as a really young kid, uh, and I'll shout out to my youth group. Uh, so I was like in middle school and I would go to youth group every time at my church. And at the beginning of every lesson on a Wednesday, Stevie, who was leading it was like, everything is about God in decisions. <laughs> yeah, bro. Every single time for f- three years, man, did he tell me is God in decisions. And oh, I'm I like, love that. I love that, bro. I'm like. Yeah, and that gave me, like, just, bro, that's all it is. That's everything in life. And it's really, is being able to stay cool and, com- and comfortable as where you're at, um, but then being able to just really understand the problems and the things that are in front of you. And and the more you do and the more you get that technician work out of the way as in, in the EMIT context, the more that you're involved in the project, you realize that it's, it's things are a lot simpler than you think it is, and it's all about a battle of yourself within your own head. Very true, man. I, I really like how the teacher or or uh, whoever it was, Stevie, every single day, the same thing. Like, to be, the best teacher I've ever had did the same thing. He's like, I don't care what, I mean, we're going to go through a bunch of stuff in class, but every day he did the same thing with his point. And, uh, and he's like, that's the only thing that matters. If you get this one point, that's, I did my job, you know? So he's like, when you're 50 years old, you're going to remember this shit. I'm saying, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And well, and it's, it's funny too. Cause I'll still like, this is all the people I grew up with back home and I'll go back once every couple of years and see the same guys, but everyone knows everyone remembers cause everyone like heard it and like it's stuck in everyone's mind, man. And it's like that same group of people. We all still talk to each other. We all know each other. We're friends. Uh, and we all grew up relatively close to each other. So it's cool, man. Like you, you get that, uh, camaraderie, uh, at a young age that, you know, that chemistry with that group of people kind of lives forever, you know? Well, the cool part is once to, for me, <clears throat> once you find out something's out there, you always, you know, know it's out there and you want to seek it out. So once you have a good type group of friends or a great relationship or great food, that's what you want, man. And so yeah. <laughs> now you're pursuing the mountaintop. You something know? you can rely on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think just how the quote says, you can use it as an opportunity. It is an opportunity. It's, um, it's an opportunity to be great or it's an opportunity to figure out that maybe that's not the route that you want to go. And it saves you time, which I mean, time is, is priceless, right? So using the dip and leaning into the dip as like, think about it as like, it's for me, it's a filter, right? It's a filter for, for people who are going to be great in that, whatever that is. Right. And it's required, right? Because when people are going to recommend it and choose it and talk about it, right? 
it's after that dip and it's it's because you went through that filter and you were the one that that I guess deserves it or I guess earned it, right? Yeah, no, for sure. And I and and it really just struck a chord here. You look at the next sentence we'll talk about in a sentence a, a second, but the first one, right? It's prefaced by to be a superstar, right? We all want to be the, I mean, not all of us, but a lot of us desire to be better than where we're at. We want to achieve, right? Like Grow we, or die, man. Exactly. You gotta, you yeah. know, come on and now. if that's not your, you know, if that's not what you're about, then you shouldn't listen to this podcast. But <laughs> anyway, for the, mo- for the majority of us that are, right, you're looking at how to strive and succeed, how to be the superstar, how to shoot for the top, and it's to understand quitting. I think that power right there is... Really, what's interesting because you're, you're you're talking about you know the, the nth level of success and then understanding you know your scenario is this scenario taking you to that top and it's reverse engineering the lifestyle and the superstar thing that you want all the way to where you're at, <clears throat> which is great because I mean we can't get caught up in in the the I guess just the big picture or. or I mean, it's great to know the big picture, right? But at the end of the day, the things that are going to help you. I'll tell you what. I wanted to loop back around to what Don was saying, though, because, you know, it's about quitting. And Don was just telling a little story about how to reframe quitting into a healthy way to use it in your life. You know, and I feel like fear is the same way. Fear ain't going nowhere. No, it's there. You know what I'm saying? No matter how badass you are, fear is going to be here and it's going to be here tomorrow and the next day. But if you could reframe it and say like, okay, this is actually a tool that's helping me. How can I use this properly instead of using it to defeat me? You know, then it could become your ally. Same thing with quitting, which is why I like this book because it's like, okay, now I could become a professional uh, quitter or I could be, you know, super scaredy cat when it comes to these things. But over here, you know, fuck fear. Well, exactly. And it's it's the perspective of what you're trying to accomplish, right? That, that you know, <clears throat> I think one of the things that's tough, and uh, I don't know if it was um, the last podcast. I think it was, man. It's being, it's being comfortable with the truth, right? Yeah, principles, Ray Dalio. All day. Uh, and being comfortable with the truth, but also seeking the truth. <clears throat> so seeking the truth about what you're accomplished, man. Like, you can do it, man. Like, if you are trying to go to college and get a degree, yeah, you can do that. If you want to um, start a business and have it succeed, you can do that. But clarity is what's important, right? What am I actually going towards, right? And then also being clear in the moment, what is it that I have to do to get to that end goal over there? And through education, trial and error is when you learn the steps and the tools along the way and having the awareness and perspective through books and through mentors and through just doing, um, do you understand, wait a minute, the path I'm on is right. I am going to continue through the dip where I'm not. Yeah. And, and I mean, just tying back into what you said, reverse engineering the whole process to where you have that clarity of knowing what are the actionable steps that yes. are going to take me through this dip. Yes. And am I willing to do that? If not, then I should quit and figure out something else. Right. Yeah, exactly. And what I what am I willing to fight through that pain through? Because that pain, that dip is coming no matter what. Regardless. Regardless. So am, am I going to invest more time into fighting through the dip that I'm in or am I going to choose a whole nother graph? that follows the same pattern, right? It goes up, it comes down, and it goes up again. You're going to do that no matter what. Yeah, and you got to be willing to face the dip. It, like how you said, you know, it's grow or die. So find the dip that you're willing to face. No, I, I love it, guys. And <clears throat> I say it from time to time, but 
and I'm still sticking with it, but my view of life is almost that it's a video game. It is. It's a it's a big uh, like open world video game, whatever that's called, multiplayer or something. Uh, open world uh, MMORPG. MMORPG. Yes. That's what we're that's what we're in, man. Just awesome graphics, awesome food, you know, and it's just leveling up, uh, being more efficient, being more effective, uh, getting more of your needs met, and making other people happier. Like that's what the game is to me. Uh, and so doing all this kind of stuff. Um, I, I just lost my point. You know? No, but I'm gonna ca- I'm gonna pick it up because I think what the interesting thing is like right, you're playing a video game, you're 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 role playing your life, right? Oh, uh, I got it. But, got but, it, but, but yeah. where are you playing that game? You're on the other side of the controller, man. You're not playing it in in the real life, and you're you're having a bird's eye view of what that person is doing. You have clarity about your goals and your accomplishments because you're within that world of the game. But what people can't do is play the video game of their own life. They they can't understand like wait a minute I am playing I have the controls right here man it's do this do that do this but it's that truth that's that scares people and so yeah and with all the you know cool food and people and sights and sounds and five senses in the game right uh, the game's about the dip the yes. dip is the game the in life because it's about dip grow dip grow dip grow yeah, was, um, and not wasting time in the cul de sacs which he uh, outlines in the book yeah, too real fast. Yeah. Before we get to the cul-de-sacs, yeah, I mean, what makes a good story is conflict. Yeah, oh yeah. Right? The conflict, the struggle, right? The character is in a certain place. The plot. Right. The plot, the, the, yeah. Or the, 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 the structure. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, all that stuff you learn in grade school, guys. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the character, you, is, is in a certain spot, right? You give the context of what that is, right? Something happens that makes you want to get to point B, but there's something in between point a and point b and that's the dip that whole process from point a to point b right the ultimate grand point b that's the dip and that's the conflict that makes it interesting i think that ties into just i guess finding that fulfillment uh, and that purpose and, and things you tackle every day right because you you want to get point point b and, and getting to point b means a lot um now now on to the next big five idea number three is winners understand that taking that pain now prevents a lot more pain later. Yeah, man. I mean, there's no more pain than what I saw you when you're running that cafe, buddy. <laughs> man, I, and that's where I'm like, dude, I read this. I saw that title. I'm like, God, Grant, this this screams you. This is this is Grant. So, yeah, just if you guys haven't heard before, and I, I uh, shut off little bits of light, but I had a cafe, a keto cafe. Um, it was supposed to be a healthy fast food um, in a cigar lounge type atmosphere. Uh, Tony Soprano, uh, we needed his approval on every decision. Uh, nonetheless, um, yeah, I, I made every single mistake in the book, uh, made some new mistakes. Um, but the funny part was I've read this book before I started that business. And it was my lifelong dream to start the business. I've read the E-Myth. I've read all the books. Every, every book I had in my library that I had there in another room, uh, I've read them all. And um, so with that in mind, I started it thinking that I had enough runway. But, you know, uh, contractors doing heroin on the job, uh, COVID, um, me like losing all the electricity in my kitchen at one point, having to redo the whole out, like a whole panel change by myself. Surprise, you know, uh, 50 things like that happening. Um, and again, ignorance, like you mentioned earlier, uh, yeah, put myself in a different position than I anticipated. Um, and so I thought I was a badass, positioning myself to lean into a dip. 
that's what I thought was happening. But then I found myself with no resources, n- naked and afraid, basically, like fighting an army. And, <laughs> and it was rough, guys, but I, I wanted to hang on. And I, and I was thinking about when is the time, that whole process of like facing adversity and when is the time. And then also personally, like you said, not wanting to give up for my heart and then not wanting to give up for my ego. Yeah, man. And, and, and being there and being a part of that experience, man, just honestly, it was inspiring, bro, because like it for someone who's as analytical as I am and need to have in my head the, the vision and the plan, because I, I, I run my own company, so I, I have to be aware of those things. And it didn't add up for me, but you showed up every day, bro. You were there every day. You served Debbie her food in the morning, like and the people that went there loved it and loved you. So like in at at the end of the day, man, as success as, as as much as you possibly can, you know. And like the food was great. Zach came. There was like a solid two months where like Grant, you're going to do this. Like this this is going to happen. The last money I had in the bank, like I literally had zero money, and I was like, all right, guys, we're gonna give it a fire two months right here. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> and just that, see what happens. And low key, that fire two months is what started this podcast. You're right. It started the book club. We were like, we can take this book club to the podcast. Like, there's a lot of great things that came from that. So, sure, you're not running a cafe right now, but I wouldn't we want to. Why would I wouldn't want to run one? Would you? The moment. So yeah, no, not in the moment. Bad timing. I will run another one and again because that's my life's goal is to start communities uh, and and serve healthy food. Um, but no, just bad timing and to realize that and to let go and say there's more out of life or maybe I could stop sharpening my sword right now and I could go hone my shield or learn some new language or do st- something, you yeah. know? Oh, yeah. And it's uh, another thing, too, because I'll, I'll t- like, you know, going through my dips in the past, uh, you know, we had a CBD company and I talk about, I don't know if I told it on this podcast yet, but man, I could have been an Ethereum millionaire had I went into crypto and not CBD at 2017. Same here with the restaurant. And I've been big on uh, cryptocurrencies and Bitcoin before then. I was like, yeah, I'll just start a little Bitcoin cafe. Freaking, oh my God. So keep going. Sorry. Anyway, no, no, for sure. And it's like you... You go through, I had my dip, man, and I it, it turned into, I had two people with me, I was doing all the work, and then a better opportunity that turned into Tattoo Livers Care came its way, you know, and I had, there was a stronger team, there's more capital, there's more experience, there's more awareness of what it's like to run your own thing, uh, and I went through many ideas and trying ideas, and then not even getting ideas off the ground before we tried our first one, the first one failed, it led to the next one, right? Um and all that to say is you, you talking with you during that time, I was incredibly impressed how much you knew about these books because I know to my success and what equipped me to go through what I'm going through now is starting this whole book collection thing that I did, you know, four years ago, right out, right after graduating college, my, my two months in Europe that we talked about in your podcast, all I did was listen to podcasts. Uh, I mean, uh, books, man, it was audiobook all day. I went through Lord of the Rings. I went through, um, Elon Musk's book. No, it wasn't. That it was vagabonding. Yes, uh, Rolf Potts right Rolf there. Rolf Potts, baby. Vag- reading vag- or listening to vagabonding while vagabonding, guys. Like that was that was a cool fucking moment. Uh, and and just living, you know, deep inside of your thoughts and understanding reality as it's in front of you, right? No, no uh, obligations. No, uh, you know, no goals except to be present and enjoy what's in front of you, you know, and 
I started it by like, okay, I'm going to come out here. Uh, I'm going to, you know, try to make some money so I can continue to do this. I'm like, nah, man, I have enough money. Like how many times am I going to be in Europe for, you know, X amount of time? Just like go do the things you want to do here. And it was, I mean, I look at it every day on my phone for a reason, man. It was life. So anyway, um, well, those are the things, I mean, that's, so I was hanging out with a guy recently had a stroke, super successful guy, maybe one of the smartest people I've ever met, super accomplished. Anyway, those are the stories he harkens back to. He can't find enough people to share stories like that with him because living in the moment, taking chances and really doing that is uh, super meaningful. And it takes a lot of courage too to like step out of the lane when you have so many opportunities and you say, no, I just need to take some time for myself and uh, follow my gut. And um, one of the movies that reminded me of that, that my mentor shared with me, was called um, Defending Your Life with uh, Meryl Streep and I think Mel Brooks. And the whole movie's about, you know, the guy dies, he's in this purgatory state, and uh, he gets a lawyer assigned to him. And the lawyer uh, goes with him to court, and they review his life. And they're like, hey, look when you were in seven on the playground, you ran away from that kid. Like, that looks like you're afraid... Um, and so they have a, I, I, I'm so out of court, I can't, but anyway, the, the prosecution and the defense. And so the prosecution says, this man doesn't deserve to move on because he didn't conquer his fears, mm. you know? And so look at all this evidence to say that <clears throat> he doesn't deserve to move on to get, you know, they said you could use more of your brain and whatnot. Uh, but that's, it, it reminds me of that. And so one of the things that helped him move on was he fell in love, but he also, he was broke out of his mind, like just got a divorce in, in life. And uh, he's like, screw it, man. I'm using my last uh, five grand. I'm buying a first class ticket. and I'm going to China. I'm just going to live for like a month and do it and do what, you know, Don was doing. So, yeah, man. Yeah, that's that's huge. I, I mean, when you're in those moments, it could seem like that just similar that are similar to the dip. I think just the dip in. I, I don't know. It's just huge. I mean it just feels like the world just kind of like, I don't know, like that, that, I don't fucking know. Like on your shoulders, on like your Mr. Shoulders, Atlas, like about a collapse. Um, but when you, when you're present, it, it, it brings a whole nother level of, of just slowing everything down. And then when you look back on it, once you're out of that, it's like, Oh shit. Like that was super necessary to get, to, to get through. No, for sure. And I think the interesting thing and in the, just to carry your point there is right the slowing down, right? The slowing down happens not only in morale that causes the dip, but burnout, right? Like you can only do so much, you know, and, and, and in constantly going, you're going to fit like, you know, rubber is going to meet the road. You're you know, you're rocking a hard place. Right. Uh, but coming down and slowing down helps you be more present, helps you find those, the root causes of those problems. And how do I actually solve them? in an efficient way. Um, and the more and more <clears throat> we grow, uh, just through my company as an example, the more and more I grow, the realize I need to be slower, more deliberate, and then less, you know, go, 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 which is what everyone has to do when you start a company. So it's when you, when you realize that your go, go, going is only going to hurt, man, you gotta, you gotta pause and, and, and do a strong push as opposed to a, you know, frantic sprint. 
You want to be that fighter that's just waiting for that one good punch versus just not eyes closed, eyes closed, flailing. Yes, <laughs> yeah. and that's what happens, man. It's just that's and, it, and it's but it's crazy because everybody goes through it. And this and the more pressure that comes on you, the tighter you, you close your eyes, flail. and the more you're flailing. Yes, <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna skip over the fourth big idea because I think we kind of touched up, up on it um, previously. I want to go on to the fifth one. Um, and oh, actually, I don't want to completely skip it, but I'll read it. Uh, the decision to quit or not is a simple evaluation. Is the pain of the dip worth the benefit of the light at the end of the tunnel? Yeah. Right. So, and it's re- that's reversing engineering the end goal from where you're at in the dip. Exactly. Exactly. Um, on to the fifth one, though. Quitting as a short term strategy is a bad idea. Quitting for the long term is an excellent idea because it frees you up to excel at something else. Mm-hmm. And how you said, you need to have that energy when you're first starting of just go, go, go. I, you know, just getting started, right? Getting started, getting off the ground. And then after that, um, asking yourself the question from the previous one. And, and if it is something that you want to continue doing, you know, start the slow push up the dip, you know, and, uh, and go from there. For sure. I mean, and, and, you know, it's corny as people say, right, what is your three-year goal? What's your five-year goal? Right. Because when you're looking at that end goal as you're walking through your day to day is how you do, you know, is that am I even walking in the right way? Right. Direction is way more important than speed. Yes, exactly. Right. Ooh, Like, dang, that's a good one, man. Yeah, absolutely. And that's and that's the only way can you discern direction. And if that's the right direction is if you're present enough while you're walking to see where you're going. Yeah. And I, I was telling uh, Grant before we started is, you know, taking it day by day. Um, I, I then look at what I'm going to do during the day and ask myself, okay, well, is this, is what I'm doing right now in the direction, will it help me get closer to what, how you said the the goal, right? The, whether it be three year, monthly, whatever it is. Right. And making sure that you are going in in the direction. Ooh, God, you know what? I'm going to start us back off in the, in the, uh, in the realm of Bitcoin, in the realm of cryptocurrency, my eyes fixated on this quote. The dip creates scarcity. Scarcity creates value. Buy the dip. <laughs> <laughs> Buy the dip. Dip, long, holdal. Diamond you know, hands. Diamond baby. hands, baby. All, all the words. All the words. Uh, and, and, and it's crazy, man. Like, the dip is going to happen for people in crypto. Not to, you know, harp on that for too long, but... You know, whether you're choosing crypto, you know, are you in it for, you know, the short term game of money or for the long term value of what it is? Well, first of all, we're not here offering financial advice. We're not no, experts. No, we're not doing none of that. None of yeah. that. We're just over here providing in- entertainment and like weird thoughts. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I for sure see something happening, a market adjustment happening pretty soon. And um, I'm going to have more conservative plays coming up soon. So I'm like curious uh, on what I could do next. I walk in here, speaking of that, and learn about BitClout. Let's go, baby. Follow Techno King Digital, or actually Techno King NFTs on BitClout. So I'm not saying, I mean, you know, I'm a nobody, but if the market has a correction anytime soon, BitClout is where you should put your energy. Yeah, well, and 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 not, not to take this into crypto at all, but I'm just saying that the... The point I'm trying to make there, the dip, the scarcity, the value, right? The whole thing about scarcity is what makes crypto cool. But also, it's 
are you in it for the short-term game of finance? Or are you in it for the long-term value of what it's building? It, is are you doing? Um, you know, are you getting a tattoo right now because you're in pain and you want to feel it? And then you know, I I am symbolizing something in the short term where my thinking about what does this mean in the long term of my life? Right? You can you can take that frame of what the dip is and apply it to any arena. Are yes. You, are you in it for the right reasons? Yes. Are so you- so I like BitClout, and here's why: because I'm stoked about it. And I'm not a big social media guy, and it's not been big on my mind about how that may have saved myself from the dip at the cafe. It probably a thousand percent would have. And uh, <clears throat> nonetheless, I'm a big privacy guy, and uh, just for whatever reasons, I'm not very paranoid, not big on um, conspiracy theories, but I do like my privacy. And um, to me, it hasn't been worth it to really invest in social media thus far, even though I love it. I'm a communication major, whatnot. So now learning that BitCloud is out there. And I could now indulge in my social media. It's like having keto sweets yes, that I could exactly, just eat cake yes, now. Yes, exactly. Hamburger buns, cake, fuck yeah. Yeah, So decentralized. So, But I had to do that because what I had to pick my fight. Yes. And to me, I mean, I probably lost a lot. That was an expensive play on my end. But I still can sleep at night and have integrity and realize that in the long term, I do have the, you know, whatever, the... The, the, the stuff experience. will work out in the end. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Well, it's the experience that you take forward. But uh, the analogy of social media, right? You have Instagram, you have Facebook, you have Twitter, you have Clubhouse, you have now BitClout, you know, so on and so on, TikTok. You only have so much time and energy, mm-hmm. right? And if you were to flail your, your, you know, your social media strategy for a brand or for your personal brand, you can only go so far. But if you find one that speaks to you and your customer and what you're trying to accomplish, like say BitCloud does for Grant, then invest all in on and that. And I've been waiting for a decentralized social media platform yes. that's legit. So, uh, and just like, you know, all these things. So, yeah, stand uh, your ground, believe in your ideas, and uh, fight the good fights. And then here's another one I just saw. Like, strategic quitting is a conscious decision you make based on choices that are available to you. If you realize you're are at a dead end compared to what you could be investing in, quitting is not only a reasonable choice, it's a smart one. And that speaks to the cafe, man. Like you're in your you're in that moment, you're it, you know, you had a great customer base. You had a lot of people that loved it there, but is this the situation you need to invest in long term and you knew it wasn't? I I literally gave it everything I got. He did. I was so, <laughs> I was so drained. I I mean we didn't even have a trash can. Uh, I would I was at late nights have to go around and find empty dumpsters to dump trash in. Working a cafe by myself, the dishes were always crazy. Everything is crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. A hundred percent. And and now I'm finding my energy to get back into something. And of course I'm doing um, helping out my grandpa. He's you know. Uh, it's it's exciting to be able to give back and help out your family and be there and not have to be a slave to a job or something like that at the moment. Um, and again, finding myself back in the dip, fighting again. So it's like di- all you do is go from one dip to the other dip, yes. basically. Yeah, so pick absolutely. your battles. That's why I like this book so much because it's like, uh, you know, pick your battles. Um, but what I think we kind of skipped over is the street analogies, um, like the cul-de-sac and the different <clears throat> like plays that you could you could do. So the cul-de-sac to me is important because it's like the worthy quit. It's the dead end. It's not happening. You know, like 
you're going out with somebody, you're not even attracted to them. It's just become like convenience now, or you're working a dead end job that you hate. You could, you're passing up offers to make more money or do what you well, want. Same thing in like relationships. Like yeah. You'll have girls that get in a comfortable relationship, but they know that's not the end all be all for them, you know? And it, uh, the worst thing is that, you know, you're in it and you need to do the hard decision and it's not easy. We've all been there and it's, it's not easy at all, man. No. Uh, and that, and just that cul-de-sac reference, if your job is a cul-de-sac, you have to quit or accept the fact that your career is over. You either, that, that's fucking wild, bro. And, and I love the relationship analogy because he stresses in this book, <clears throat> um, more than like the Jack Welsh, it's like not number one or number two, it's number one or leave. Yes. He's big on number one or leave in this book. And I also agree with that. It's, uh, like the was zero to one, uh, Peter, Peter, Peter Thiel. Thiel. It's not a fuck yes, it's a no, guys. Yes! Oh, yeah. 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 It's either you're all in or you're not, bro. There's no... You're either fully sending or you're pending it. You're not even, not even pending no, it, bro. You're, you're just sending... sending so, you're sending something else. Which is okay, yeah. Which is okay. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's either you're full send on one thing or you're full send on another thing, right? But in order to get to the other thing, you got to make the decision to quit the thing that, you know... But, um... Knowing that you're facing a dip is the first step in getting through it. And I think that gives a little bit more perspective mm. in terms of if you are in that dip and you're eating shit, you know, knowing that, okay, I'm in a dip, but I am, I've already decided to get through it. And, you know, it's just a slow push and we're going to get out this bitch. So bringing it back home with me, <clears throat> uh, to highlight Yuli's point, I've been stuck on this show, uh, fit to fat to fit yeah i love that one and it's cool because it has these super fit people that are perfect basically gain like 70 pounds or so over 30 percent of their body fat roughly um over the course of about four months and some of them have never been that much overweight in their life and then experience what that's like experience being addicted to uh you know the fast food lifestyle and not working out and then having to lose all that um, start working out again and then do that with their clients who are oftentimes losing more weight, you know, a hundred, maybe 150 pounds, uh, a lot more overweight people, but to see the connection and, um, all that to me is super powerful. Um, <clears throat> so I'm ex encountering my own dips. So I've been watching that show. They're like, all these guys are like, all right, we're going to do so much in uh, four months. So I'm like, well, shit. If I really lean hard into this dip, the dip I've been facing, I've always been like 30, 40 pounds overweight. And I'm like, shit, man, if I really get my act together, if these guys could do it, I could do it. And um, now I'm leading hard into that dip. And so all those dip things are coming up into my life, you know, like um, not being able to go to sleep. I'm like, oh, man, I just grab something to eat before I go to sleep. I'm like, no, it's the calories. Fuck those calories, you know? Um, or just different things. And so now I see him coming and I'm just like open field running, like just stiff arming. Are you, are you trading, uh, the short term comfort of the dip in the food for the long term goal? A thousand the, times. Of, of I'm fit. here burning in the fire and knowing one, I've been in the fire before and I know what the other side is. And two, it's like those cold showers that we were talking about, you know, it's like, it's just that thing. And to me, um, what was so inspiring about fit to fat to fit is seeing these basically heroes freaking like Superman said he stopped being a hero for four months and he put his cape back on and he couldn't fly no more. And that's everybody. So even if you're a lifetime hero and you stop, it, you can't, you're not at the same level. And of course, fitness is different than, you know, playing the guitar or anything, but it's like use it or lose it. And to me, seeing that 
makes me want to hit the dips even harder and be more cautious about accepting those challenges. For sure, man. And that's like... Uh because I don't, I only have so much RAM. Like I only have, like it's like I can only pass up so much cheeseburgers. You know what I'm saying? So that's the real reason why I have to pick wisely. No, for sure. And I think uh, the thing you're getting on there is momentum, right? The momentum that you're in when you're when you're crushing it and you're just all in and, and fighting through the dip on one thing. It's difficult to restart that, right? And but people who are fit can't because they know what it takes to get to the end goal. So you're just going. You're like adding time backwards but because they are understand the little nuances it takes to get to the end goal they're able to do it again um but the other thing that made me think of is like the fight game so like let's use conor mcgregor for example right the passion that he had early in his career knocking people out left and right showboating talking <laughs> showboating yeah all the way to the top looking sharp as fuck looking sharp as fuck bro it's a lot different conor mcgregor in 20 15 2016 on the tail end of his run than it is today when you watch him fight and it's because of that momentum it's because you're so far in the dip and leaning into it into that rise of success that to replicate that is is difficult and you can see it time and time again uh throughout mma is that you have your little bit of a run but do they come back and they cycle through it again uh, and normally when someone reaches that highest level of success like him for example Man, he's one of the wealthiest MMA fighters of all time. So he 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 went into it, I'm going to crush this, I'm going to be the best, but then he became the best. Now, how do you go back to doing the same things that got you to rise to becoming the best again? And that's that's what we're going to find out for the rest of his career. So, Well, that's like an Olympic gymnast. Like, all right, girl, you're 22. You're a has-been now. What are you going to do now? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then you have your guys like Michael Phelps that just win everything all the time. And Mr. Swimmer over here, he knows. Like it's like, dude, to do that for that long and at that pace and that that height, there's well, you talk about momentum. I, I forget what all the stats on Mike are, but like he hasn't missed one practice in like seventeen years of practicing every single day. Like his coach let him off maybe one day to like go to a dance or something. I forget when I was reading about it. But like talk about big mo. Yeah. That guy is fucking rolling, man. I need to stop dropping f bombs, but I'm just so stoked about a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you, you get Michael Phelps. I mean, a swarmer talking about Michael Phelps. I'll tell you. That's right. Uh, I'll keep the tax. Bring the tax back in the room. Oh man. Um, you know, I think. Well. We've kind of covered a lot. I, I, I'm, I'm, tr I'm trying to, I'm trying to really, uh, you know, let's find something here that's going to really set us off. Uh, the, uh, yeah. I think this one right here, maybe. So before you get into that one, I don't think I brought this one up yet. But uh, previously, we had one of my favorites, and I'll keep bringing it up. And and now I'm inspired to because of your buddy. I forget what his name is, and my teacher. Uh, but explore. When you, when you don't have something that's working for you, explore, explore, explore. Yes. And when you find something, when you hit that gold and your strike oil, exploit, exploit, exploit. 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 That's from... And uh, that's when you... That's, it's, so it's like when you... Atomic habits, baby. Yeah, atomic habits. So you want to exploit that dip when you found the gold. But if not, tread lightly and explore, explore, explore. No, for sure. And, I, and what, what that is, is like your heart being attached to that gold, right? Do, do, are all the elements that you know are going to steer you towards that end goal that you're looking for, are those aligned? And if they are, then just go, right? Um, and it's hard to realize that, man. I mean, it, it takes going through the dip a few times, going through that cycle of a project, quitting and quitting again and, and, and 
and experiencing failure on a project before you realize, wait a minute, this is how I fight through that because I've quitted so many times. I have the experience of quitting. Because if you don't quit on the right thing, then how do you know that you're going towards the right direction you want to go? And it's tough, guys, because oftentimes you don't know what you don't know. And you got to find out when you quit the wrong thing, like what that's like. And you have to burn your hands 50 times to figure out what's what, you know. Uh, yeah, and just so my advice <clears throat> looking back is small projects, knowing that you're going to fail, like just plan to fail 10 times in a row, that being part of the dip. And if you could fail 10 times in a row and in that 11th time will be amazing. And of course, it's not always nice and 10, but it's like, you can't say, okay, well, I'm just going to, you know, plan everything right for this project and hope that it works out. That's, you know, no, for sure. I think that's good advice, man. It's, it's, it's being comfortable with sending, being comfortable with sending a lot. And the things that you're sending are probably not going to work a lot of the times. And it's refining that approach, that operating, you know, direction and the way you do things is what's going to get you towards your end goal. Um, and if I was to say to think about something about the dip as we close up this, um, it's okay, man. That's really what it is, is that it's okay. It's not, it's not the end of the world that you have to pivot into something else that you have to, um, you know, let go of the dream that you were chasing for so long. The thing that you invested so much into because right around the corner might be something even better. Right. And it makes me think about, you know, people that get bank loans, Right. And they, they go through your, um, you know, your business plan. They look at your experience, which is almost always the biggest thing. You know, you can take business loans and fail time and time again, but the bank will invest in you again. If there's right, if you have the right idea, the right team and the experience, because at the end of the day, it's eventually going to work. And, and, and people who are in the investing world in the startup space is that, you know, the, the coinage term is you bet on the jockey, not the horse. You know, and it's that jockey going through multiple experiences that's going to drive the right project home when everything is right. So, boom, there we go. That's it. Like we said, it's a short one. It's only going to be one part, one of one. Uh, if you got any value out of it or anything at all, if you enjoyed it, just share it with someone that you think might enjoy it as well. Let us know what you think. If you read the book or if you just listened to this podcast, share us your thoughts and, and what you thought of it. Uh, other than that. If you want to connect with us on social media, everything will be in the show notes and any other relevant information will be in the show notes as well. Do you guys have anything to say before we close out? Shout out Skull Museum. Shout, Shout out, out FYF Bo- uh, uh, Book Hub Podcast. Shout out um, BitClout. <laughs> Shout out BitClout. Find me on there soon. I don't have any info right now, but I will uh, find a computer and uh, figure something out and get back to you guys. Also, um, we're here for the dip. We were born for the dip. Find your dip and own it. That's right. There we go, guys. We're going to close it out. Peace.